Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Under God and together we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, hello, friends. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. We welcome American patriots. We welcome friends from other nations. Thank you for joining us here. We're going to go into some scripture. And uh, we want to answer a key question and help you answer it when you hear it from others. And it has to do with those who will say, oh, we got to get beyond President Trump. We got to get beyond President Trump. We got to get beyond all this uh, division, all this uh, baggage, all this, uh, 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 ba- all this problem. Uh, 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 no. We're going to show you how to answer that particular question uh, because this is uh, an obstacle. It's a stumbling block for many people. And they're thinking the wrong way about it. We've got to get, we've got to get our heads on straight about this. I know that uh, you already do, but uh, we want to talk to each other about how we convince those in our circles uh, who might be saying these things. So let's turn to the Word of God uh, with Psalm 115, which really uh, gives us some uh, important uh, spiritual um, lessons for dealing with the situation we're in right now in America. Let us uh, go to the Word of God. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give the glory. For the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak, eyes, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear, noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel, feet, but do not walk. And they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them, and so will all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has remembered us and he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and all your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do those who go down into the silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Lord, we pray for America tonight. A nation under deep attack with the greatest threat coming from within. The radical left. The greatest threat. The crazed deluded maniacs who are trying to impose tyranny on us from within 
hating all that we stand for, despising our freedom and trying to deprive it from us, deprive us of it. Lord, we thank you that we see their tactics. We thank you that we can stand firm against those tactics and help our neighbors and our children to, to resist it as well. May this time together, Lord, uh, strengthen us all in the things we need to say, in the actions we need to take to save America through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, so uh, last program, we talked about the question uh, that is that the, the left can't wait to ask us because they want to get at least one conviction out of the 91 charges that they've heaped up on President Trump in these four indictments uh, and, and, and get at least one conviction so that they can challenge us in next year's elections. How can you vote for a convicted, fel convicted felon for president? And we reviewed the talking points there. Our answer is, well, because he's, the, he's proven to be the best, most pro-America president. Because the, the conviction's nonsense, because the indictment was nonsense and the trials had yet, yet to have occurred, of course, but once they occur, they're going to be nonsense too. And because he didn't do anything wrong. And we have to stand against the weaponization of government. Voting for a convicted felon when the conviction is a pile of crap is voting for America. Voting for a convicted felon when the conviction was because of Stalinist tactics is voting for freedom. That's why. So today I want to I look at a, a, a different question. And this is going to be, well, I, 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 I believe that this is a tactic that is, is, is going to fail. But people are going to talk about it in the same kind of way to try to challenge. Uh, see, these, the left doesn't care how utterly stupid their arguments are, how utterly baseless in the legal arena. They, 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 don't, they don't care about that. They're just trying. It's all about consolidating power. They're just trying to influence the voters away from President Trump. That's the long and the short of it. That's the long and the short of it and everything in between. So Jason Johnson on NSNBC has quoted, uh, recently I was listening to Dan Bongino, he's, and this, this leftist Johnson says, all of these indictments don't mean anything if he's still able to run for president next year. Oh, so now you're admitting what you're trying to do. <laughs> but they're admitting the election interference. We don't have to, we don't have to prove anything else. They tell us what they're doing. He goes on, unless he is found disqualified from running for president, he's still a danger to our democracy. Okay, so here's, here's the thing, friends. First of all, you've you, you got to alert your, your, your fellow citizens that this is the crap that's going on. But here's the thing. The Constitution, the Constitution sets out the criteria for running for president, and it does not say that you can't run if you're a convicted felon. It doesn't say that. That's not an obstacle. You could be, you could be indicted, you could be in, 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 convicted, you could be imprisoned. Constitution does not forbid you from running for president. 
So this is the problem they have if they're relying just on the trials. Now, they, they may be banking on the ignorance of, of voters as, oh, oh, he was indicted. Oh, well, of course, you can't vote for him then. He can't be president. Oh, he was convicted. If a conviction happens, oh, he can't be president. Oh, no? Says who? Says who? This is a constitutional matter. It's not even a matter of statute. Congress can't even pass a law saying Pre President Trump can't be uh, president if he's convicted. They can't do that because they would have to amend the Constitution. So instead, here's what they're trying to do. They're trying to take something that is in the Constitution, and I'm going to read it for you, and argue that that applies to President Trump. Here's what I mean. 14th Amendment, Section 3. Now, this was written after the, uh, the Civil War uh, 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 in regard to the Confederate rebellion that none of those Confederate officers should be allowed to hold public office. That's what this was about. So no one, um, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state, to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. None of them can be a senator, representative in Congress, elector of president, vice president, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state. Well, so what they're trying to say is, using this phrase, having engaged in insurrection or rebellion, that that applies to President Trump because of what happened on January 6th. It's utterly baseless and ridiculous. First of all, he wasn't even charged with insurrection. Even though Jack Smith and you know, other radical, deluded leftists talk about the, the insurrection of January 6th, you look at the reality, that's not what it was. Unarmed people Delaying a process for a few hours hardly amounts to an insurrection. You want to be actually engaged in an insurrection, you're going to be a little bit more serious about it than that. With all kinds of, uh, you're going to arm yourself at least if you think you have any chance of actually overthrowing the government of the United States. It's so, it's ridiculous in and of itself. Secondly, he has, even though the other side keeps talking about this as an insurrection, when they brought the charges against President Trump in the indictment in regard to the January 6th uh, events, that wasn't even one of the charges. And then some will say, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't require that he be. Let me see one of these reports here that came out about this, uh, talking about, well, there was a Supreme Court decision in 1869 about somebody who was banned from taking office. Uh, despite winning the election because it found the 14th Amendment doesn't require that the person be criminally convicted of insurrection. They just have to have supported or aided it. 
President Trump did not support or aid what some people in that peaceful crowd did violently against the Capitol. He told them the opposite. He told them to be peaceful. And then when, when things got out of control, he told the people, go home. In fact, he had offered the Capitol Police it's a hell of a way to, to lead an insurrection, to offer police to defend uh, uh, the Capitol Police. He, 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 he uh, offered to Pelosi and uh, to, to uh, the Democrats um, there who had to make the final determination, uh, National Guard to uh, troops to, to guard the Capitol. You hardly offered to send in troops to guard the place that you try, you're going to try to overtake. I mean, the whole thing is so absurd, and you know this. But this, what I'm pointing out is the, uh, uh, the, the latest absurd tactic that the left is, 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 is already trying to do. And I don't think it's going to meet with any success, but it's important for us to be able to talk about it. So they're going to say, okay, so Section 3 of Article uh, of Amendment 14 of the Constitution means that the states... Remember, the states manage elections, right? Even federal elections. So the states put on the ballots in those states at the polling places the names of the candidates that you and I are going to go in there to vote for or against. And this argument is going to be used to say to the states, you shouldn't be putting President Trump's name on the ballot. Well, first of all, that's not going to deter any of us from writing in his name. And secondly, it's ridiculous to even try this. There was no insurrection. President Trump didn't aid or abet it or sympathize with it in any way, shape, or form. And thirdly, this is so blatantly an election interference that the American people are going to see right through it no matter, no matter what people think President Trump did. The bottom line is that um, you will see more and more of this, although some secretaries of state already have pushed back against this and, and said, no, we're not going to go down that road. And then you do have those saying, well, you know what? Let me read two quotes here that I came across recently, and, 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 and let's answer this, this particular um, line of thought as well. Fellow by the name of Jerry Helmberger, 69 year old, uh, lifelong Republican from Wisconsin, retired bed and breakfast operator, says he believes that it's necessary to have a change uh, from Trump's leadership in the nation. Well, okay, well, again, 51 pages of stellar accomplishments, uh, unlike any other administration. Uh, do you want to show me one of them that it's necessary to move away from? It's the strength of the economy or the military or the right to try or religious freedom or protection for the unborn or uh, uh, growth of small businesses, growth of, of, of average uh, income. Wh which one? Just, just show me which one of these is uh, we got to move away from. He's able to do it and he's able to do it again. But aside from all that, Here's what uh, Jerry says, and he does express the, the views of a lot of people that are going to talk to you and me. He says, oh, I'm afraid, quoting him now, I'm afraid that he might be a little bit too divisive and that we have to get some peace in our country. Oh, really? Before I answer that and, and suggest to you how to answer it, 
Let me read another similar quote by an unidentified woman in an ad that was run. The obsession with the 2020 election, revenge, and now the indictments, it's exhausting. And none of it helps us beat Joe Biden. It doesn't have to be like this. To beat Joe Biden, we have to move on from Donald Trump. No. To beat Joe Biden, we have to move on from the insanity of the Democrats. Do you think, does anyone really think, and this is what we have to challenge these people and push back against this way of thinking, does anybody really think the Democrat Party is going to stop hating America if Donald Trump were not on the ticket? Do you think their hatred for America is limited only or caused by Donald Trump? Their hatred for America fuels their hatred for Trump, but is not limited by it. If President Trump were off the ballot, you think they're going to stop indoctrinating our children? What leads anyone to believe that they're going to stop mutilating our children if they don't see Trump's name on the ballot? What leads anybody to think that they're going to stop rewriting our history, destroying our southern border, that they're going to stop embarrassing America on the world stage or getting America into, uh, into crappy uh, uh, trade agreements that are to our disadvantage or to apologizing or being embarrassed by America because they say we're racist and steeped in evil from our birth. Does anyone really think that the judges that the Democrats appoint are going to be any less activists or any less interested in ripping up our Constitution than the ones they're appointing now just because President Trump's name isn't on the ballot? What kind of, of ridiculous fantasy is this? We need some peace in our country? I'll tell you where peace comes from. It comes from victory. Do these people not understand this? Friends, do not let anybody get away for one split second with this kind of question. Because we'll hear it. I'm sure you're hearing it now. And we'll hear it again. Oh, the Democrats, are they going to stop their election interference and the weaponization of government? You mean to say, if President Trump isn't on the ballot, they're going to engage in a fair fight with the Republicans? The only thing that will change is that we'll have less fight on our side. They're not going to have less fight on theirs. And the best fighter is President Trump. He's the one. That's why they're so scared. They, let's get this in the right perspective. They're so afraid of having President Trump on the ballot because they're afraid that he, in fact, will win against Joe Biden. And we'll see in, 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 in uh, one of our upcoming programs the polling evidence that suggests why that's true. But they're so afraid that President Trump can actually win because they know that if he does, the deep state is over. They, 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 they'll be completely driven out of power. He's not going to be playing games. He's not going to have to worry about re-election. Re 
Not that that shapes his decisions anyway. He's proven that he wants and can accomplish what is best for the American people. These 51 pages of accomplishments. ProLifePresident.com, by the way, is where you can read these. It's not just the pro-life accomplishments. A whole range of accomplishments. But where do these people get this idea that by not having President Trump as our nominee, somehow there's going to, then there's going to be peace? The divisiveness is coming from the other side. It's coming from the ones who are trying to indoctrinate our children and wipe away our history and destroy our Constitution and destroy our country. Again, the question to, 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 to throw back at these people is, what makes you think that if President Trump is not our nominee, that the Democrat Party is going to stop hating America? That's the title, of course, of Mark Levin's new book. It's going to be coming out next week. The Democrat Party Hates America. Be sure to get that book. Be sure to pre-order it now. And you'll see 400 plus pages of solid evidence that that's the case. Along these lines, let me address another line of thought similar to this. Again, people who are looking at, at you know, some kind of, of mystical you know, fantasy about peace, who, say, who try to be above the fray, try to be above the fray. Sometimes we hear religious leaders talking this way, celebrities, even people who basically agree with us on a lot of policy issues. But, you know, they'll say, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be political. I don't support either side in, in uh, the division that's going on um, um, in America. I, I don't support either side. My friend Sebastian Gorka was pointing this out recently in one of his commentaries. I've pointed it out before. Many others have. And it's not new to you either. The fact is this. If you stand for America, if you love this country, if you're on the side of freedom, if you have faith in God and you believe we should practice our religion freely and openly, well, you've already taken a side. Because the other side is committed to destroy all those things. That's the point. Again, going back to the point we asked if it weren't President Trump on the ballot, would the Democrats stop hating America? The point is, no matter who's on the ballot, the side that we are on is what's under attack. People say, oh, I don't take any sides in politics. Oh, yeah, but I love our country, though. Yeah, but if you love your country, you're on one of the sides because there's no middle anymore. There's no longer a situation where both parties love America. We're just trying to, you know, uh, find the best, way to, the best way to bless America, the best way to bless our freedom and increase our freedom and increase our standing, and the best way to implement our Constitution. No, that's not the battle anymore. The battle is not between different ideas about how to best defend our Constitution. The battle is between those who believe in it and those who want to destroy it. The battle is no longer about how to best advance American interests. It's about those who believe in those interests and those who don't. Those who hate the country. 
When are we going to be able to make this argument loud and clear more than we have already? I, I know this is a great audience. You guys are the warriors. You, you're, you're talking about this stuff. Uh, you are battling this, this battle, and I thank you for that. But, but when is it going to break through to these, these? I mean, we're talking about people of goodwill here who are like, yeah, I, I do, I, I share your, if, your values. If you share our values, you're on a side here. There's no neutrality anymore. And that's what we've got to convince our, our, our friends and neighbors about. There is no neutrality. I want to bring up a final point before we finish here that Mark Levin has brought up. I was telling you uh, last night that Judge Chutkin who's the district judge in the, uh, in the case uh, in regard to uh, election interference in, in, uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, the, uh, the judge uh, uh, overseeing this whole uh, January 6th uh, case, jumped to the line because she's concerned that if the case down in um, Florida uh, proceeds before hers that there's going to end up being uh, more fairness towards President Trump in that case, maybe not even a conviction. And on the other hand, you know, uh, if uh, there can be a conviction here in the uh, leading off these cases, well, then we get into the question that we talked about last night. Oh, how can you vote for a convicted felon? Okay. The other problem that this creates, of course, for President Trump and his team, and I mentioned this briefly yesterday, is it doesn't give them time to go through the millions of pages of documents that they have to go through to prepare a defense. They have a right to see everything that the government has, all the documents, so that they can adequately answer those arguments, plus, not to mention, gathering witnesses and documentation and arguments of their own. And it's September already. And you're talking about the 4th of March? Are you kidding? It's unheard of in American history that a case of this magnitude and complexity would be prepared for in, 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 in that short of a time. The right to a speedy trial is not, like the judge said, a societal interest. It's the defendant's interest it's the defendant's right if they want to exercise or they can waive it and say, no, our defense team needs more time, as I mentioned yesterday. The point that Mark Levin made was there is a way to deal with this. Judge Cannon down in Miami can issue what is called an anti-suit injunction. Look this up. This would cease litigation from being brought in another jurisdiction that is... Um, in D.C., because she's down in Florida, and, um, and therefore that the March trial date would not interfere with her case, which is proceeding in the same time frame. There, that trial is set for May. And uh, give, um, give some due process and give some uh, fair amount of time for the defense team, same defendant, dealing with another trial. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Obviously, what they're trying to do, 
between legal fees and just the calendar and the amount of time you have to spend in court and the amount of time you have to spend with your defense team as they go through millions of pages of documents, the man is campaigning for president. The courts have got to get out of this election. There's no statute of limitations here that's going to run out, no damage that's being done to the country. There's no threat here. You've got a legal issue to pursue and resolve. Let the American people speak first. Let the American people decide if all this stuff that, that we've been bombarded with about President Trump is serious enough to keep him from running for office. There's an easy way for the American people to decide. We decide not as jurors. We decide as voters. We'll decide how important these things are. And then if you want to pursue them after the election, pursue them after the election. Somebody's got to step in and fix this. It's just such garbage. But an anti-suit injunction, at least to stop these, uh, uh, this, this, this D.C. case from really imposing itself. You think about it. It's imposing itself on the other case. There's a limited amount of time. There's a limited number of days in the calendar. There's a limited number of hours in the day for Trump's defense team to go through all this evidence that the government has and prepare a defense. Meanwhile, they got Alvin Bragg in New York putting his trial in there on March the 25th. And then you got Fannie Willis in Georgia, and she was also talking about March 4th, the same day, the day before Super Tuesday. This is utterly absurd. And this is why, you know, the American people, you know, we, we may not have, we don't have, most of us, the legal expertise to, to, to see all the different nuances here and all the complexity and all the details. But we do recognize absurdity when it's staring us in the face. We do have an understanding about just basic fairness for a person to be able to use the system to defend themselves. The other side is rushing in an insane, frantic way. Rushing to be able to show Donald Trump on trial and get a conviction on one of the 91 charges So that they can, well, if they can't keep his name off the ballot, at least what they want to do is dissuade voters from electing him. The American people won't take kindly to that. Whatever our political preferences are, we don't want to be pushed around by courts and prosecutors in the decision that is ours to make about whom we elect to the highest office of the land, about whom we elect to any office of the land. Let's stand firm, brothers and sisters. Let's stand firm. Let's turn to prayer. Father, please stop the wheels of injustice. Please stop this frantic march to political persecution. Please speak, Lord God, into the lives, into the minds, the deranged minds and the hardened hearts of these people who are against us, who are against America, and because of that are against President Trump, not the other way around. Removing President Trump will not remove this hatred from their hearts, this hatred for freedom. Removing President Trump from the ballot will not remove from their hearts the lust for power 
that is causing them to act in this deranged way. Preserve us, Lord God. We ask for another Pentecost right now. As the body of Christ, as the followers of Jesus Christ, we ask for a new Pentecost right now to come upon these people, to come upon our nation. We ask you to work miracles of grace and put a stop to this frantic rush to persecution. We, the voters, will decide what's important, what matters in the behavior of President Trump. We, the voters, will decide as voters what should be allowed, what should not be allowed. Lord God, give strength to your people. This is a time, Lord, for clear thinking and for decisive action. Let us open our mouths and explain these things to our fellow citizens and secure their votes. Bless us, Lord, because we are America and we are a people of freedom. We now pray as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, thank you. I know that you follow these things as closely as I do, and I appreciate you uh, thinking through them a little bit with me. Uh, be, feel equipped. Be, be proud. Be strong. Feel equipped to talk about these things to... Uh, uh, to your friends and neighbors and fellow voters because it's not a matter of knowing technical details. It's a matter of several very clear concepts uh, about fairness and uh, uh, about the Constitution. So let's keep pressing forward, praying for and working to save America. Follow me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. That's FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms and Thank you for watching this program. Thank you to Right Side Broadcasting Network for being such a major platform for this program. Thank you, friends, for your commitment to America. We will talk to you tomorrow. Where does this love begin? In our own family, in our own home. How does it begin? By praying together. Family that prays together stays together. And if you stay together, you will love one another as God loves each one of you. Today, the world, in the world, there's so much suffering because of that one of prayer, of unity, in the family. So today when we are together, let us make one strong resolution that we will bring prayer in our family, that we will teach our children to pray and pray with them. And you will see the joy and the love and the peace that will come into your hearts. Because the fruit of prayer is the deepening of faith and the fruit of faith is love and the fruit of love is service and the fruit of service is peace.
works of love are works of peace. That is why let us bring the tender love of God in our families. Submit your prayer intentions. Obtain mass cards and a relic card at prayerintentions.org. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.